and welcome to Video City, where there's no membership required, and you can go first, you wee beastie. I'm Brent. I'm Joe. And I'm Travis. And today, it's time for another me pick, and I'm kind of sorry about this one. Less sorry. Don't be. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I kind of felt sorry about Felix, too, but it was, a, it was a gem at the end of it. We're here to talk about Prehysteria 3. And I say it that way because it's stylized with an exclamation point, so you know to get fucking hype. Uh, again, this is my pick, so I'll kind of start with... Yeah, why this one? Okay. Why three specifically? Because here's the secret trick. First off, I've never seen one or two, and the nasty secret is I don't actually know if I've seen three. I think I did. Some of it kind of tickles that far back part of my brain where this was like one of six things I rented on a weekend and just binged with like eight bags of Cheetos or something. But like (laughs) what I really did was I was looking through movies and I know the cover of this movie like drilled into my head with the three little or the little dinosaurs on the front and this girl with her little stupid fucking her hat. stupid fucking hat this dumb asshole who we'll get to but I just remember that that thing and I was you know this was 1995 I was either you know 10 or 11 depending on the time September 26th September 26th. Okay, so I would have been 11. Uh, but so this is like kind of prime, just big binge weekends of going to the video store and just renting whatever I could find to watch just to kind of fill. This might have been a background noise movie for me. Um, so this is not something that I have fond memories of. You will not hear me defending this movie. Uh, but that's it. Uh, Joe, did you have any experience with Pre-Hysteria 3 or any of the other Pre-Hysterias? I did not. I didn't know this was a thing. Okay. I was really excited when you picked it because i'm like oh it's a trilogy and there's dinosaurs mm-hmm. this should be good yeah i you was think? mistaken you're very wrong and plus i made the mistake of looking up the director of the first two first okay and i forgot his name but he's done a lot of really cool like horror movies and stuff like that really like a lot of good practical effects movies so the director of this one is not the same no he didn't come back for the third okay <laughs> he in that was, case it may show he was yeah. You know, now I feel like we have to eventually watch Prehysteria 1 to see if it's actually Can we just good. do two instead? Yeah, we should never watch one. I actually. hate that kid. Oh, the kid in one. From Last Action Hero and My Girl right. 2. Yeah. And the fucking stupid face. Yeah. Can't act. Was it Emilio Estevez? <laughs> I'm not it might as well a, be, right? I'm not going to say a negative thing about poor sweet Emilio. Okay. Yeah. We t- oh, this is a, this is a Emilio cast. positive podcast. Friend of the show. Emilio Estevez. All right, Travis, you have any fucking? Do you ever see? No, I, I, I have. I, I may have seen one when it came out. Okay, because uh, I, I definitely recognize the kid. I recognize the cover to one. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing tiny dinosaurs. It's highly likely that I saw it. As yeah, a kid, I don't know when one came out. This um, was the kind of series. So to not to do the full breakdown of this riveting fucking piece of cinema, but like. The kind of conceit of like, what if cute dinosaur, like, uh, you know, a hijinks ensue when something happens. And like the story of this is like, they're trying to shut down the family farm, basically. But there's tons of kids movies that basically have this kind of, you know, plot kind of set up. Something bad's happening. The sweet little main character finds a magical something or other that helps bring the family together and save the farm, basically. I'm going to interrupt. Yeah, please do. You know how everyone ages, but you don't realize it sometimes until uh-huh. you think about it? Yeah. I just looked up the piece of shit kid. Yeah. His name's Austin O'Brien, and he's 42. Okay. 
And that just blew my mind. So he's a little younger than us. Only ever seen him in this one age bracket of his life. Right. Only his last action hero kid. Yeah, he's only like 12 years old or something. So what, what are we, is he packing? What is he looking like? Uh, it looks like an asshole. <laughs> so, okay, so it carried through the rest of his life? No, I'm sure he's a nice guy that just is not good. What's he, what's he doing now? What's he working on? What's his uh, latest shit? Nothing. I, Probably I still cashing in those yeah. fat Lawnmower Man 2 paychecks. Hey, oh. is there a way you can figure out if the producer of the third one, Moonbeam, also made one and two? Because one seemed like it would have been a little bit higher budget than what this movie turned out to be. This is the real doldrums. Which is the movie, this movie was what, 95? Yeah, 95. And it looks like it was shot in 78? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely some like Caddyshack-ass movie. Yeah. But yeah. without anything good. Yeah, this is... If Moonbeam made this... It was Moonbeam. Moonbeam made the first one? Yep. Well, Moonbeam, drink my blood, all right? <laughs> Fuck you, your movies are ass. <laughs> what? I term as in like a i was you. mentally prepared for eat my ass or yeah. something <laughs> drink drink my, my blood, blood. <laughs> God damn. No, i just i i stole that it's from one of my favorite snl skits okay it's the matt damon leslie joan weezer skit okay where at one point some lady at the table i don't know if you've seen that skit. i have not so leslie jones they're at a christmas holiday party with all the neighbors yeah Leslie Jones is on one side. Uh-huh. Matt Damon's on the other side. Weezer starts to play on okay. the radio. And it, Which track? I don't remember what track it was, but Matt Damon, she's like, oh, yeah, Weezer. And people are like, Weezer? Is that still a band? But then Leslie Jones starts getting real pumped on Weezer. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, dude, it's Weezer. They're playing New Year's Rock and Eve. Like, and it turns out to be that Matt Damon is ride or die for all Weezer. And uh-huh. Leslie Jones is blue and Pinkerton. Everything after okay. that's yeah. ass. As, yeah. as you should be. Yep. So as they go back and forth, and Matt Damon's like, I'm going to have fun with this. Well, like Matt Damon's wife, whatever's sitting next to him, she's like, do people even like Weezer? And he just turns and looks at her and he goes, you know what, Leslie? Drink my blood. <laughs> okay. It sounds like a... It's a good, I mean, it's a good insult. <laughs> it's good. So I'm going to have to backtrack a little here. Okay. Remember when I said that he made all these really good horror movies? Uh-huh. What I meant by that was he made Puppet Master and then a whole lot of bullshit. Okay. Like okay. Gingerbread Man and Evil Bong 1 and 2. Evil Bong? Evil Bong. As in what you smoke weed out of. Yeah. Okay. And I like, I, you know what you're getting <laughs> right out of it. Not that Tracers, title. but he did make Trancers. Okay. Which, What's Tracers? Tracers was a movie that made money. Transfers oh, okay. was not. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> like was, Armageddon and Deep Ooh, Impact. They come Gingerbread the Man versus Evil Bong. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Oh, so it was a combination of the greater Evil Bong cinematic universe. And in case Evil Bong wasn't on the nose enough, uh-huh. there's the sequel later on, Evil Bong 420. Ah. Uh, oh, so to go Evil it. Bong 1, Gingerbread Man, Evil Bong 1, Evil Bong 2... Evil Bong versus Gingerbread Man, and then Evil Bong 4, 20. 20. Evil Bong 3 was called The Wrath of Bong. <laughs> okay. So dumb. Fucking Travis loves it. He loves it. <laughs> oh, shit. He made Ghoulies. Oh, okay. Which I've never seen, but I always remember just the green thing in the toilet on the cover. Yeah, it's not great, but it's kind no, of like it, iconic, iconic schlocky horror. Like, you know. He made the Dungeon Master in 84, which I did like. The Dungeon Master. It's so campy. Was it about, was it like Satanic Panic D&D stuff? No, it was just a fantasy movie. Oh, it was about a guy who's in a dungeon, like a medieval dungeon. I did so much garbage. He did Dolls, which was good. Okay. Oh, I remember the cover of Dolls, like with the shades on and like the cracked mouth with the skull or whatever, right? Wasn't that Dolls? You're partially right. 
Okay. It's not shades. There's just no eyes because she has the eyes in her fingers. Ah, okay. But cracked mouth, yes. Okay, she have a cracked mouth. Okay. Oh, another trancers. More evil bong. Eight 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 infinity high. Because <laughs> the eight looks like an infinity sign. What? So this is like he the did dr- a movie I was gonna pick for us soon. Really? Yeah, it well, sucks. Do you want to hold on to that? Yeah, don't, don't. No, I'll tell you, it that. sucks because I'm probably gonna change my mind on okay, it. Okay, which one? Robot jocks. You told oh, me about that. Oh yeah, one. robot jocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't know if I've seen it, but oh. I've certainly heard about it. But he was part of Reanimator, so he was good at one point. Yeah. And then okay. he was just like, you know what, guys, dinosaurs. <laughs> but then he also and wait, you know what? Wait, did he make the Bong movies before Prehysteria? No, after. The okay, Bong movies was, were like 2000s. Okay, I was about to say, like, it sounded like he became the shitty movie director equivalent of the guy who makes weed, like smoking weed his entire personality. So he started like on a high. He did like Tourist Trap uh-huh. and... And then he ended Whatever the like, fuck I just last on said. a high. Oh. <laughs> no, please go ahead. I didn't want to stop you. So this was released September 26, 1995. <laughs> direct to video. Uh-huh. Yeah. No theater would touch it. Yeah. And the number one movie in theaters mm-hmm. was something I was never allowed to watch growing up. Ooh. Seven. Ooh, yeah. For good That's, reason. Yeah. yeah. Probably not good so for as soon show. as I moved out, me and Dan Rooney went to Blockbuster and grabbed that movie, watched uh-huh. it, and we're like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> that checks out. Great movie. And the was, number one song was Mariah Carey's best jam ever, Fantasy. Oh, Ooh, nice. Yeah. Anything that samples Tom Tom Club mm-hmm. instantly wins. Okay. The alternative charts are the most 90s ass song ever. Okay. That's in a lot of the movies we will watch eventually. Okay. Come Down by Bush. Oh, Ooh, that's nineties as fuck. Wait, was that in the movie that I had originally picked? For yes, it was. Okay, just making nice. sure. Nice. All right. All right, and it's Tuesday night, and hell yes, there's a new episode of Wings. All right, burning down the house, part two. So, burning down the house. So one of the seasons, I'm just throwing away my notes. One of the seasons ends with <laughs> Joe and Helen get married. Finally, they go off on their honeymoon and leave Casey, which is Amy Yazbek. Uh huh. And Brian, which is Joe's brother, uh-huh. to watch the house. Yeah. Those two are hooking up. Uh-huh. So he throws her little bra onto the fireplace. Ah. They run upstairs to get busy. Uh-huh. House burns down. Uh-huh. Whoops. So they come back from their honeymoon, where they did a lot of sexing and not much else, yeah. which they show in a montage. Uh-huh. Find out their house burned down. Uh-huh. And then the whole family falls apart. Joe uh-huh. and Brian have this huge falling out again, just like the first episode of the show yeah classic wings am i right i mean <laughs> definitely and then tony shaloub is there too okay just, gotta love shaloub he's great he's like the best part of the show he's yeah. so sad okay and, i've never seen a single minute of wings no, really? oh it is amazing if you can look past all of its glaring flaws i mean i was a bigger beatles fan but you know nice thank you i thought that was well that ended my enthusiasm <laughs> Moving Joe, on. Joe, I'm so happy you love Wings. It's a great show. Great. What's it about? So, uh-huh. brothers Joe and Brian co-run an, a small airport, or a okay. small, you know, plane service. Okay. Out of a small airport on Nantucket Island. Okay. And it's about all their crazy life and the crazy people that live there. Okay. Helen, she works at the lunch counter in the airport, eventually marries Joe. Mm-hmm. Later on, they need new characters, so they bring in her sister, which is Amy Asbeck. Yeah. They start off with, who's the guy who plays Sandman in Spider-Man? Oh, yeah, oh, from uh, Thomas, Sideways. Uh, 
Thomas Hayden, Thomas Hayden. Yeah, it's Thomas Hayden. Thomas Church. Hayden Church. Christian? Yeah. So he's Lowell. Is it Church? Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. He's Lowell. He's the mechanic for the first like four seasons. <laughs> Thomas Hayden Christensen. Oh no! I was the EF <laughs> of mannequin. <laughs> Mannequin's nine on her. You're talking about the movie Mannequin? No. Then, no, you just no, said instead of Anakin. Instead, he's grown up Anakin, is Mannequin. Mannequin Skywalker. Because I thought you were talking. I like, oh, there was a guy with a similar name in the movie Mannequin? No. Starring Kim Kajal. No. I don't remember if she was in the first one, but she was a mannequin. Yeah, she was right? in the first yeah. one. Yeah, and then you were like, you just said Mannequin, mannequin Skywalker. Not skying on her. Okay, fuck me. It's too early in it for this. We're doing great. This is episode three of our block we're recording today. And the Goofies are sitting Yeah, up. we've been going for about eight hours. So, this was another reach. The September issue of Sports Illustrated for Kids is out. Oh. And it's a special edition featuring the life story of Michael Jordan. Childhood through his comeback to the NBA. Oh, we're in the 4-5. Yep, he just came back. Yeah. Post-baseball. Okay. And September 24th, the TV adaptation of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice starring Jennifer and Colin Firth <laughs> debuts on BBC One. Did you say Colin Kurth? No, Colin Firth. Okay. But I did say Jennifer. Uh, yeah, okay. I was not sure about that last name. Okay. That works. I don't know who it is, so. And on right September 25th, David Bowie releases his 20th studio album, Outside. Okay. I would have thought he would have done that inside. Uh, 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 uh. You know, you've, you've given me so much shit for my dumb puns. Now you're looking at me like expectantly. Yeah. No, fuck you. Well, September 26th, Mary Tyler Moore returns to TV in a series called New York News on CBS. It's canceled after eight episodes. Oh, Mary. You tried, Mary. When was that? Did you say 1998? No, it was 1995. Oh, 95. So, oh, yeah, same year. So, when did Mary Tyler Moore die? Way to make it dark. I, well, Spoilers. I'm just, I'm, I, I was just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna be sad that if it was like she did a thing. I know she died pretty a long while ago, but maybe I'm wrong. Is Dick Van Dyke still alive? Yeah. Fucking a. Ow. That guy's 187. He's love he that guy. Might be over 100 at this point. She died in 2017. Oh, so check relatively out, recently. Check okay. out Mr. Van Dyke. He, I, you know how I know he's alive. Because he campaigned for Bernie Sanders. Really? Is yeah. Jerry Van Dyke still alive? Don't, no idea. That's his brother that was on Coach. Yeah. No clue. Ruled when I was a kid and sucked when I rewatched Old it. Old Dirty Dick still getting around, though. I think. Yeah, he's 97 he's... years old. Good for him. So he's just as old as Mel Brooks. Or right around the same age. And no, Jerry Van Dyke died in 2018. There we go. So that's why there's no Coach reboot. Prehysteria three. Any other? Uh, any other uh, of the time? No, that's it. That's it. That's All right, it. Yeah, we can get on to this great movie. Yeah, we need to shit on a little girl for yep. about an hour. For about an hour and forty-five minutes, based off the way we usually do these things. So no, we're, this one's going to be a turn and burn. Directed by David Decouteau, Prehysteria three is the thrilling conclusion to the film trilogy that defined a decade. It stars child actress Whitney Anderson. Uh, later seen in the 2008 horror comedy movie Zombie Strippers, which also has an exclamation point in its uh, title, starring uh, Jenna Jameson and her, I guess, then-husband at the time, Tito Ortiz. Although I think Ooh. he wasn't really a main role. I think it was more of a kind of a background role. Uh, Whitney plays the most annoying fucking little idiot in the world, Ella McGregor. 
Uh, Ella's father, Thomas, played by comedy legend Fred Willard, rest in peace. Uh, and m- her mother, Michelle, played by Waco, Texas's native-born uh, comedian Pam Madison, rest in peace. Uh, they run a putt-putt golf course that has fallen on hard times. Uh, Thomas's brother and Ella's uncle, uh, rich uncle Hal McGregor, like a star golfer, wants to buy the putt-putt course in order to basically tear it down and absorb the land into his existing grown-up real golf course and turn it into a full multi-attraction resort. It looks like mean old Uncle Hal might get his way until Ella finds help in some unexpected places, which is some tiny fucking dinosaurs that basically come out of fucking nowhere. Uh, The film also stars a supporting cast of children that are so fucking hateable. I have to assume this movie is an extended anti-natalist ad campaign. (laughs) I am very fucking sorry for choosing this movie. Let's talk about Prehysteria 3. I kind of liked it. I mean, I kind of liked it too. The thing is... It was enjoyable to watch as long as you're okay with shitting on children. Yeah. This is... You know, I, uh, do we really want to like, go scene to scene on this? Oh, no, because we're about to sit through moonbeams and I'll kill myself. Okay. <laughs> we'll kind of fast forward. That's great because it makes the runtime go a lot lower. <laughs> All right. So as kind of implied by the title, Prehysteria 3 is the third and final of a trilogy of Prehysteria. The basic, I guess, I think the essential story is the same the whole time where it's like, there's just these cute, tiny versions of your, you know, kind of the common stock dinosaur. You got your Triceratops, you got your Brontosaur, you got your T-Rex, and you got your Pterodactyl. And they come from who knows fucking where. Well, they explain where. Oh, yeah, that's true. Can you please give us a breakdown of the origin of these beautiful little creatures? Well, many million moons ago, the spirit of Culebra came down from the mountain. And that's all they fucking give us. Okay, yeah. And I went on, I started looking up to see if this was like some sort of like regional deity or something. Mm-hmm. And all I could find was that it was the name they eventually gave the vampires in the Dusk Till Dawn series once they started this show. Yeah. Which led me digging even deeper to find out that they made a Dusk Till Dawn video game in 2001. What? Yeah, and it starts off as a shitty third-person game, like the Fifth Element game. Okay. And then quickly turns into a really horrible first-person shooter. I do like the idea, though, because doesn't... I mean, From Dust Till Dawn kind of starts as... But it doesn't follow that at all. Oh, okay. I'm going to read you the plot, because this was so stupid, I had to write it down. I mean, it's better than this movie, so yeah, go Seth ahead. Seth Gecko, one of the two survivors from the movie From Dust Till Dawn, has been condemned to death for the murders his dead brother Richie committed. He's now an inmate of the fictional Rising Sun High Security Prison, a converted tanker floating off the coast of New Orleans. Vampires infiltrate the prison by posing as inmates, of course. Mm -hmm. They murder the transport guards and the warden and begin a rampage. In the chaos, Seth gains a weapon and escapes his cell. Mm -hmm. And and thus, chaos ensues. Yeah. Hijinks. And your weapon at the beginning is a taser. Okay, what system was this on? PC. Oh, okay. Where they'd make anything. Yeah. Ew. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, so I watched a playthrough of this game. Okay. It fucking stinks. <laughs> it is horrible. Dude, never doubt this man's commitment to this podcast, okay? It was more just like, what, they made a game? This has to be awesome. No. No. No, it never has to be. In my mind, I thought it was just going to be the movie as a game. True. Which could have been cool. The concept, if you were to say, hey, what if we took the movie from Dust Till Dawn and made a game? I'd be like... And took out Quentin Tarantino's drinking foot liquor. Right, yes. But you kept some Hayek in. 
Well, yeah, of sure, course. yeah, of course, naturally. But God I wouldn't want to see her looking like this. good as an old lady. She's great. Holy Age moly, well. she looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look like shit when I'm that old. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna make it that long. Quite honestly. Anyway, so uh, what I love when they're given the rundown of the kookaburra eggs, they're saying like it blessed the world with a miracle, and it's just fucking. And it's tiny eggs. dinosaurs. Just tiny little dinosaurs, and they're like what does he say creatures of fun and innocence and it's like brother one of them's a fucking tyrannosaur like i don't know if you know how the dinosaurs work but they fucking eat that one eats all the other ones okay yeah, and isn't it, teeth. The, all these dinosaurs are not even from the same period no some are you know jurassic and triassic we're closer to tyrannosaurus than tyrannosaurus is to stegosaurus yes Hey, well, some of them change names through the movie, too. They do all have rock star names that apparently they got in movie one. Uh-huh. But since we didn't watch it, because that kid sucks. Yeah, right. Austin O'Brien. Yeah. Piece of shit. Uh, yeah, but so <laughs> one of them changes the name. And here's the thing. I didn't even give a fuck enough about it. So there's, oh, wait, there's Elvis. There's Jagger. Jagger. And then... Madonna? No, at Who? first it's Paula. It is well, Paula, It's originally yeah. Madonna. Then they call her Paula in this. Then they call her Madonna, right? Yeah, they yeah. call. She's originally yeah, in the, Paula in the, the first beginning. two movies. Yeah. She's Madonna in right. this movie. She's Paula with a name tag that says Paula. And then they go back to calling her Madonna. Yeah, and yeah. they call her Madonna. It's very weird. And then there's one more too, but who gives a shit? Uh, so we start, and I guess this is maybe Hammer. this is a summation. Hammer's Hammer. the last one, and Hammer. Yeah, you know, it's famous Hammer rock star from the MC Hammer. Variety. Yeah, Mister Cheese Hammer. So that's what it stands for. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you never knew. So this starts. We see them in a nondescript place. I'm gonna assume it's wherever the fuck they ended in prehistoria too. And there's a big box of raisins, sun-made raisins. Yeah. Sun-made there's raisins. There's a pile of raisins on the floor. Uh-huh. The dinosaurs start eating them. Then the workers just come and start shoveling these dinosaurs and raisins off the floor into crates. Into crates. And straight to your shelves. And yeah, so you have, you're eating dinosaur shit raisins. That you know. came from the floor to begin with. Right. And okay, there's a couple of things here. First, Ew. when they're eating the raisins, they're making crunching noises. That's, that's their I, I do have in here, the sound effects in this movie are fucking wild. They're wild. They make no sense. They're like, it's like full on like... And these are raisins. I'm sorry if that's a nightmare on the microphone, but, no, you know. It, it, was, uh, it was nice. Yeah, so they're, like, getting food drunk on them. They're all just like, I just fucking. And this has to be a bad look for the Sunmade Raisin Company, which is still a company. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, well especially because they show. Sunmade, the, when will you answer for your crimes? Yes. <laughs> they show the dinosaurs with paintbrushes zip-tied to their tails. Mm-hmm. How so that, that happened? They, so they, they can paint a it. house, or I don't know. What and that was painting. their happy flashback too from right. the previous movie. Yeah, they were having a good time. They yeah, were partying. And then so then I just you see the the like you said the workers come in like you just see these legs. You know, it's like the fucking mom or the nanny from fucking Muppet Babies. Like they come in, the, they're on the floor, and then all of a sudden they're in this box, just like getting buried alive in races. You see like a tail sticking out. First off, they would die. Because not only are they buried in raisin, they put the top of that shit on there. It's not fucking air holes because it's a raisin To be box. fair, there are a few times in this movie where these dinosaurs would just fucking die. Well, I know the other one you're thinking of. <laughs> it's the most horrible <laughs> sight ever. <laughs> like, Jesus, man. These are still living creatures. 
So we cut from, we kind of get that little backstory. Uh, I give that quote unquote backstory because that's, I was worried we might have to deal with a lot of lore, but I'm kind of glad we didn't. We cut to rich Uncle Hal cutting a, you know, little golf commercial about balls. And I'm fucking already mad because he's showing his goddamn multimeter. Mm -hmm. And I forgot what he says. He says it can monogram golf balls. Mm -hmm. That's just how you test things. Yeah. Like, I use that to test pickups for guitars. That's just an electric current tester, right? A meter, like a voltmeter. Right, yeah. yeah. That's all it is. But you can monogram. Apparently, it's a monogram machine for golf balls. So we get a cutaway as he's doing this uh, thing, and he gets it in one take, he says. You know, I told you. And then someone owes him money because he bet him about it. Yeah. And uh, he says, uh, well, we'll get to that. So... He says, I'm a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit. I'm fucking Shooter McGavin. Hi, I'm clearly the villain. Yeah, hi. Yeah, exactly. Hi. From moment one, I'm a prick. I'm the bad guy. So we kind of get what at first doesn't seem to necessarily connect where we see someone else take a swing of a golf ball and it crashes through his window, but he really pays it no mind. He kind of no sells it. Yeah. To a point where I was like, was that his window? And it is. But no, he's just being a pro. But he's just being a real pro. A breaking window does not stop him. But he does end up picking that golf ball up and crushes it in his hand. Yeah, I wrote that down too. This this goddamn bionic man. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know if you've ever felt a golf ball. Folks. They're hard. They're hard. They are soft in the middle. You know, like that's but yeah. But if exterior. you crush them, they don't crumble. <laughs> no. That's not a thing. <laughs> so he just just fucking vaporizes it. Um, yeah. So there's that. We do see the first little. Uh, right. shot of so, our main character but not got, enough to know how much we'll grow to hate her Go i pop so hard here because mm-hmm. the name of the country club is king's road mm-hmm. and i just started watching a bunch of like ajpw old, stuff. Old japan pro wrestling and I was like, wait this movie is in like 1995 and this is king's road oh shit do you think like someone I on there Kibashi's is like gonna be in here <laughs> wait no masala was no i'm sorry <laughs> kensuko bashi just showing up to just walk the king's road brother like i popped so hard for uh, that unintentional thing in this movie so we cut to uh, a truck transporting these raisins and now there's a no lids on the raisin boxes and the fucking dinosaurs are just free how they get free now I, uh, you were telling me this travis i think this is something that happens in every one of these movies. I believe so, yes. Old yeah, man so Cranston just old man loses Cranston, his dinosaurs. Yeah, he just, he's the dinosaur owner, because he comes and scoops them up at the end. He's like, oh, I think I left my dinosaurs. Okay. They just, I don't, we, since we haven't seen the other ones, we don't know, but I have a feeling this old douchebag Cranston just losing dinosaurs. This senile old fuck. Which I had written down before I knew that in the notes as the world's oldest raisin delivery driver. Yeah. Because, like, you can't look. We said we're going to make fun of the vertically challenged and the old. Yes. That guy's old as That's, fuck. That, he's old as... He's definitely dead. <laughs> he's so dead. Yeah. There's, if he's not, he's the oldest man who's ever lived. Yeah. Older than And Elbrook's they're letting him drive a truck filled with raisins and dinosaurs. Yeah, just open just air raisins. raisins. And You're telling me the two dudes shoveling raisins couldn't like run the raisins a few miles right. down the road? Yeah. What kind of operation is Mr. Cranston working here? You know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let a bunch of loose, loose boxes of raisins rattle around he takes his glasses off then starts like this i don't get his eyes so well, he the, pulls off the side of the road and, and the this guy white car him. pulls off the side of the road also and starts honking like, at him move it asshole like, <laughs> i can't pull over any further well we well i think the issue is he's parking like at the 
turn into the golf course. And that's why it's an asshole behind him because it's a country club. Because it's it's we we see and this guy later. This guy is definitely is that Major dead. Duker? Is that the uppity one? That is him. Yeah, Major Duker is his name. That's his name, Major Duker. So He's got, I'm going to take a Major Duker on this film. Mr. Cranston died in 2001. That's longer than, oh, so like That's 16 six years? years after this? Six, six years, years after oh, this. Oh, six, 2001, not yeah. 2011. Six, wow. Rest in peace, buddy. Sorry, yeah, buddy. You were my favorite part of this movie. Uh, he did deliver the best line. He does. He fucking <laughs> nails it. we will wait for that. He shuts yeah. that bitch down. <laughs> so, This Cranston, movie is just a series of people shitting on Ella McGregor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and rightly as, so. As they should. Yeah. But they're also, with the exception of like Mr. Cranston, they're also all yeah, reprehensible. Mr. Fucking Magoo here. Yeah. I think it is, yeah, they pour, like, one of the fucking dinos pour sugar in the gas tank or Where something. Where did they get sugar from the raisin truck? No, they didn't actually pour sugar, oh. I don't think. You just see the brontosaurus like her mouth. The gas I cap. thought she was just drinking gasoline. Because, <laughs> you know, it's, you know fuel, it's, it's fuel for fossils. Well, it's just her bones, so yeah. she's getting them back. That's what I'm saying. She's got a fuel. It's like milk. That's how it works with dinosaurs. It's dinosaur milk. To drink gasoline, gasoline is just dinosaur milk. I don't remember that from the show Dinosaurs. Don't listen to any of us. We're all idiots. Yeah, yeah. So, None of us have any degrees in science. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Mm. So, we now cut to our first full introduction of this fucking the horrible girl. Of shit. <laughs> this asshole, Ella McGregor, our quote-unquote protagonist she's that one friend that thinks they can do impressions she that is just fucking sucks so ella's whole fucking deal and it, you're gonna see that this this whole movie is a golf it's all about golf 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 it's my fucking nightmare so like ella is like a scott weeaboo like, we yeah. all know what weebs are. Japanophiles, as you may call she's them. She's a skotaku. Sko she's a skotaku. I love that. There we go. Because yes. I was like, it's not quite an Anglophile because it's not England. It's Scotland specifically. Although. She's this, mad for the play. She doesn't know that. This little dipshit <laughs> is constantly, you know, vacillating between an English accent, a Scottish accent, and an Irish accent. And sometimes and just an American accent while saying... While saying... Scottish words. Or English, English phrases, words. yeah. Just turns of phrases in other, other languages that aren't... So it's always like, oh, top of the morning, it's a right Bonnie day, and all this kind of stuff. And look, I, this girl did not have a lengthy fucking career. Hey, she actually has on TV. Sure. She's in like one episode of every police procedural. Sure, Yes, everyone can play a corpse on NYPD Blue or whatever. All right, hey, she's victim number three. Yeah, okay, all right. That's when you. That's she when doesn't the get any killer. speaking roles. She's just on the show. I'm sure she they has saw no. this and they're like, yeah, "You can be on, just don't say anything." She's like, yeah. she's like the person they interrogate in that one episode. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure she's had a fine career. I'm. I am not trying to shit on her as a person. No, it's just her. Her character is bullshit. Is fucking yeah. bullshit. And she's obviously. Is this her first role? Probably. I'm sure Whitney Anderson's a delight. Um, but Ellen McGregor, yes. fucking worst. Fucking, I hate Ellen McGregor. You know. And she, I'm guessing Whitney Anderson is very young here, so it's like she doesn't have the fucking chops to pull off alternating accents. accents you know what I mean? Like. What asshole, and I can tell you the asshole's name because I read it at the beginning of this, David DeCote. What the fuck were you thinking, you frog fuck? Uh, it's probably not actually French. And I can say that because I am. So, you know, 
Me too. Anyway, there we go. So we right? have these red hat assholes that show up. Yeah, I call them, uh, I had them listed as uh, Tweedle Dipshit, Tweedle Dickbag, and Tweedle Dumbass. Okay, okay wait, so stop right here, because yeah. I dislike these guys too, I made a note, and then she starts running as they chase her. Now, why are 15, 16-year-old kids chasing an 11-year-old just to beat the shit out of her because yeah. they don't like her? I was like, oh, that's kind of going harsh. Then she starts running. Uh-huh. And she just starts quoting quoting Star Trek. Right. She says just all famous Scottish people quotes that yeah. quotes that famous Scottish people said. Yeah. yeah, she says she's quoting Scotty, and I forget who else she quotes after that, but it's also it's just a random Scottish it's person. There's no one deeply Scottish or like important in history. Right. It's no. only Scottish pop culture things right. that yeah. made it to America. Yeah, she doesn't have an actual real under- I mean, she does quote some history later but it's like you know vapid it's kind of like did you know like what samurai were or whatever like it's just the easiest to we all know that guy who does it with japan but it's like she just does it for scotland which is such a weird thing yeah it's an odd one to be i mean it's proud of her hair she's mcgregor you know and it's mac gregor not mick gregor you know so as you can tell which one it is uh and then we meet the <laughs> oh god the piece of shit the, brother the, 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 we immediately get our first uh i think our first r slur pretty quick yeah they get that in real fast yeah if it's not exactly the very first time we see him it's shortly after that maybe when tweedle dipshits get back but like her her brother what is his name i don't even remember (laughs) it's like randy i don't fucking know it's some fucking boring ass name fucking eric i don't fucking know whatever this is the most we've cursed in a podcast. He's like... Everyone's so hateable in this movie. It's, yeah, I'm going to cuss a lot more because they're fucking awful. So, oh, his name is Heath. He, oh, how dare he? How, how dare, dare he? How dare he? How dare he? Scotland. Anyway, so he is like... I don't even... That might be Ireland, actually. Derry? D-E-R-R-Y? Hey, Ella Scotland. wouldn't know the difference. That's fucking true. She wouldn't. She'd be like, oh, hoity-toity. But like... So Heath, this fucking prick, <laughs> he's just like the most like, and the first time you see him, he's got his headphones on, he's listening to his fucking Walkman, he like takes his headphones off, he's like, what's up, sis, loser? Like, he's just the most that fucking kid, yeah. you know? He's Gen X. Oh, yeah, yeah. Insufferable. He just really related to like Reality Bites, you know, it's fucking, oh my God, piece of shit, dude. So, I mean, even every time he talks, his face is just horrible. Because what he, the thing is, he, he, he wants to be a rock star because he just wants to, you know, get money so he can buy the most righteous guitars and amps. Correct. Yes. He doesn't know how to play them. He no. just wants to buy them. He wants to have them, which, okay. We've met those kind of guys too that just have like eight guitars on their wall and don't Blues know how to lawyers. play them. <laughs> Blues lawyers? Yeah. That's the official term for it. Okay. Oh, is it really? It's those like doctors and lawyers who have like that $5,000 Les Paul. Yeah. And they don't know how to play it, so it stays on their wall. And they can play like glycerine. <laughs> you are wait no, you already know what signature model is. Oh yeah, they have the Joe Bonamassa. I <laughs> <laughs> wasn't playing. I promise it wasn't. Oh, we make fun. So Joe Bonamassa is like the king of white guy yacht blues. Uh huh. Okay. Like, if you own cars that people recognize by seeing instantly, yeah. Oh, you're into Bonamassa. He okay. knows real blues. Because uh, he grew up privileged and white. Yeah. Like real blues. Uh-huh. But is it is so is like this older and fucks less than like John Mayer? Because he's, he's like... He's way older. He, he's, he's the generation. He's I wouldn't for say, our parents' generation. No. He's got Masa, a, He's like wait, similar age to Mayer. I don't think so. He just looks worse. Okay, maybe that's it. 
To be like, fair, I had no idea who the hell he was. He just showed up one day, and I'm like, I'm fairly, you know, I know what's going on musically to a certain yeah, he's, degree. Yeah, he's 46. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus it's Christ. It's a bad 46. Wait, oh how is God there? So, I'm going to show you a picture of this guy just so I can get your reaction. Uh-huh. I didn't know he was forty. Wait, I thought how? he was. I thought he was like boomer age. No, he just boomers love him. Well, some it's like he's he's boomer in spirit. You know what I mean? Oh, he definitely oh is. This is the best. Oh, that is. Wait a minute, dude. He actually kind of looks like like old. If like you melted Carrie Elwes a little bit. <laughs> yeah, if you like put Carrie Elwes in the heat and then kind of pushed his face downward a little yeah, bit. And exposed, kind of, gave him that receding hairline. Yeah. And then turned him into a huge bluesman. Okay, John Mayer's only 45. So they're one year apart. Jesus. Well, he's a thousand. Yeah, he's a age. hard 46. <laughs> the <laughs> blues will do that to He's you, like a 1978 wrestler 46, where that guy yeah. looks like he's Yeah, 80. he was 46 in like 68. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, if you own a yacht, uh, You're really into Joe Bonamassa. Okay, Bonamassa. Bonamassa. What a... And so he's got a custom Les Paul. Oh, he and is a custom Les Paul. <laughs> he's like the sentient like, custom Les Paul. He owns like every sought-after super rare 50s guitar and okay, amp. Okay, yeah. And hoards them. Mm -hmm. But one thing I will say to his, you know, not shitting on him so much. Mm -hmm. He does take these things out and use them live. Okay. Like he has walls of amps when okay. he plays live, which is pretty cool. All right. It's just the just stuff he just he switches plays. between like for whatever tone he wants or whatever. He just turns them all or on. He, oh, so he's doing like a fucking what is it like <laughs> just wall of sound. He's like trying to man of war it like nice. the nice. levels. <laughs> this might be my favorite little derailing we've done. <laughs> yeah, well now we're talking about amps and shit. Like yes. that's absolutely your fucking bag. Um, where were we so we oh, we the meet fucking, the next group ugh. of dipshit kids these guys okay I have a little bit of a tangent for this so we cut to I guess this is like the clubhouse at the golf course and what we know about golf is it's a very privileged sport you know so there are all these we barely see any adults in this movie there's like five but we got lots of kids whose parents are just nowhere to be fucking found that just hang out they're like little street urchins but they're like at the golf course and these group are these four or five fucking nerd kids fucking nerds and they all look they all dress like they're 70 year old men like one's got like a fucking newsboy cap and like a three-piece suit you know all made out of tweed all made out of tweed yeah it's probably got fucking elbow patches He's sitting next to checker vest jones yeah like young tucker carlton <laughs> sitting next to him with a stupid little fucking bow tie <laughs> About to go to the Hitler Youth Convention. And these kids just hang out at the country club. Yeah, they're playing fucking bridge. Oh, bridge. They're playing fucking bridge. And they just drank their Metamucil. Yeah. So the particular thing about these two kids when it first showed up is the very first play. We've already established I'm a theater kid. The very first play I was ever in was actually in second grade, where there were a couple of characters called Old Pal and Best Friend. And the costumes that they dressed us all up in were like exactly like this. But the thing was, we were supposed to be playing old people. These, these kids are just are yuppie just, kids. Yeah, they're just rich kids who want to be 80, who are like born with sock garters on. Like, it's <laughs> fucking awful. So uh, Heath is the um, like rebel 
uh, what do they call them? Caddy. Caddy. Thank you. That's the word. Uh, you know, the rest of the Tweedle dipshit trio is like, they're serious about their job. But, yeah. you know, Heath's like, I'm just fucking off because it's my summer job. These are those like preppy kids who are here to make connections. Right. So yeah. they can become CEOs one day. Yeah. So they can, you know, they'll become bloodsuckers one day at some fucking corporation. Yep. So that happens. We flip back to now Ella's standing outside. She runs into her uncle because she's run away from the caddies. Remember, she's not supposed to be there. Right. She's trespassing on the she's golf. banned she's from like, it she's like hey it's my uncle like so we're like okay well you know he owns so she joint. meets her uncle then before she's ever met the dinosaurs as her uncle goes to poison her mm-hmm. by shooting green grass mr green grass spray directly into her face mm-hmm. <laughs> the dinosaurs she has not met go i got you and they fuck up Uncle Howe. They, like, I think they tie, they untie or tie the shoes together. They untie, then retie. There we together. go. Ella's yeah. got a hard life. Yeah. But Ella's also not met these dinosaurs. Yeah. The dinosaurs, we don't actually see them. I don't think, ex- no, they do throw down the, the tailgate and they're like, we're free. And that shot's kind of well shot because it looks like they're about to start killing people. How did it's they get ominous. off the truck? Well, they hopped down on their they little They got a legs. pterodactyl to fly them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, there would be no bones left in them. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, that'd be a You fucking... forget they're magic dinosaurs. Yeah, it's movie oh, magic, true. Joe. It's plot armor. I forget myself. Yeah, you know, it's fine. It's it's okay. So here's the deal. This is our first time oh, seeing these dinosaurs. That's why I said that. All right, that's so, why I wrote that down. Travis, first, before we describe the scene, tell us what your note said that confused you so badly oh. today. Is that what you were showing, Joe, a few minutes ago? No, no, no. That was for something else. Okay. But where does it say? Holy guacamole. All right. Okay, here we go. We've got I, I said murderous uncle, and I don't know why I said murderous uncle, but now I know why. Murderous uncle is trying to spray fertilizer mm-hmm. straight into his niece's face. Yeah. And then I wrote anal piercing dinos. Ah, uh, that's what I was referring to. Okay. That, so the Tyrannosaurus I, has taken a golf tee and flipped it upside down and placed it behind Uncle Hal. Mm-hmm, the pointy end. The pointy end up. Mm-hmm. So now with his shoelaces tied, as he wiggles to get uh-huh. to move, he falls down. Mm-hmm. As one does. And is... Uh, as one is wont to do. And lands ass first. first. Asshole first. His whole asshole lands... The whole of his asshole. The whole of the asshole, not partial. Dead on. Bullseye. Right? To a pointy splinter-ridden mm-hmm. tee. Yep. He sits down and he goes, Ooh! To remind you, it's a kid's movie. Yes. Yes. Of course. There's absolutely no consequences for any of this. No, he does of, not get hurt. Yeah. We don't, he never sells it again later. Yeah. She gets away. No one questions the shoes tied together. There was one, there was one line that I missed. Uh, someone, I think one of the Tweedle dipshits walks up to Heath and they're like, he goes, button your shirt, freakazoid. And I was like, God is ass. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fucking right. Now, one term that, bi- or, that Heath did introduce us to here that I liked was Biff Tads. Mm. That's what he calls all these yuppie kid caddy men. Biff Tads. Biff Tads. The early 90s version of the dude bro. Okay. That's an actual term. It was for Prehysteria 3. Okay. I didn't know if you like looked up Urban Dictionary or something. They, they, they mean girls. They're like, fetch is not a word. Yeah. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, fuck. They introduced my least favorite character in the whole movie. This girl's... <laughs> Fucking mixing bowl full of haggis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, of course, haggis, as we all know, is the only thing that people in Scotland ever eat. Yeah. Yeah. 
So her being obsessed. Okay, but it's... Now look. I know that haggis is a sausage-like kind of thing filled with a filling. So I assume this is like what haggis is stuffed with. But haggis is usually served in the stomach, right? Yeah, because it's boiled in the stomach. Right. It's kind of like a sausage and you cut it open and all the oats and barley and what the fuck ever is in and other other organ meats and yeah. awful comes out of there right like so you don't usually mix it in a it's fucking not like bowl. a wet soupy it's, mash yeah it's a soup in here yeah like, she's trying to americanize it she has hamburger helper that without the noodles <laughs> that's all that it is is fucking hamburger helper yeah she's like oh it's haggis actually and there's no one ever is like who's gonna tell her you know <laughs> there's no internet this is pre-internet yeah they need to reboot this movie and just make her like a korea boo and she's just going around eating kimchi out of a bucket yeah <laughs> but it's really just like wet lettuce yeah. <laughs> it's just like the when the restaurant mixes up the salad stuff it's the scrap that they like yeah. don't when they're use. just throwing away the salad bar the ends yeah exactly yeah the wilted shit she's like oh i love kimchi Whatever. oh this stuff's so good yeah can't wait to listen to bts later or whatever so here we see fred willard who rest in peace i don't know how old he was at this point i'm gonna guess he may have been like in his 40s but he's so hard to tell with movies back then (laughs) because he could easily be like 35 yeah (laughs) yeah like i said you said this movie was from 1995 i call bullshit this movie was filmed in 1982 yeah 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 but but the the mom looks younger like this is where we're being introduced to the parents and michelle mcgregor looks considerably younger okay than no. thomas he's a lot older than i thought he was okay well he's i mean he's not old now well he's even older now yeah he was older so he was born in 1933 Jeez. holy shit so he is in his he's 62 yeah fuck me <laughs> wait no yeah 62 yes 30 yeah. math mathed i math. yes i got you with that'd it be again. 90 Five. Yes. Yep. Okay. I don't think that um How was that th- right? That the mom was that old at this point. She looks great. He's sixty-two. And so like, wait, so So he's sixty-two. Ella's like twelve, maybe? Like that's how old she looks, right? Like where would you place Ella? And his wife is what, like thirty-five? Uh she looks pretty young. I mean, this guy had these kids late. In well, life. it is Fred Willard. He could, he can pull. He it. could pull. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. not much else to do there. That's true. In wherever they live, in That's his true. bad golf course that yeah. is closed. So we see that like Fred Willard Thomas McGregor. You know, he was a guy. He made this putt putt course, and he and his wife, I guess, you know, engineered the. You know, if you ever been to putt putt, all the little mechanisms and whirly gigs and whatnot that block your ball and all that stuff, and the little tubes, your shit goes down to get to the hole and blah blah blah, and it's failing, and it seems to be failing because no one does any fucking upkeep in this place. That's what I wrote down. Is it seems like average lawn care could fix their putt putt <laughs> yeah. course. It's like, and I guess that it's it's <laughs> just that regular, just a good mow, maybe some weeding. Yeah. yeah, just show a little bit of fucking, you know. Because the only thing that looks bad is the grass is dead. Mm-hmm. But it's AstroTurf on the actual putt-putt course. Right. But the decorative grass they have is shitty. Yeah. So much so that a couple little tiny dinosaurs fix it overnight. In no time. Yeah. My only note here was, okay, so Ella's family are the pores. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah. So the uncle comes to visit, and I guess that now that she's not doing the uh, putt-putt course, Michelle McGregor, the mother, does like metal art. And one of them, he's like, what do you call this one? And she's like, JFK. And he's like, 
huh. And there's like apparently a hole in the head of it. I was like, that's a little, I don't know if it's edgy, but I'm like, wasn't this really has a lot of jokes that. that don't belong in a kid's movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, he keeps saying, the, uh, Uncle Hal keeps saying, what's life without a few gambles? Does anyone ever throw that back at him? Because I, mean, I was kind of like, oh, someone, you know, eventually Ella's going to say that to him as like a... I don't know if she says it, but that's how, I mean, spoiler, that's how the movie ends is on a gamble. Well, sure. But, I'm but saying, I don't think they actually throw the line back That's at what him. I was saying. Yeah, I was okay. like, ah, surely at some point where he is hoisted that on his own petard. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. They don't, you, Instead of that, they probably just yelled cowabunga and yeah. just ran away. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, true. what they probably did is they probably put like a Godzilla fight at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. That'd be fucking cool. You know. You know. they, they're not gonna think about it too much yeah um so you know the basically this is a class struggle story the the people's putt-putt versus the bourgeoisie you know full golf course uh there's some kind of thing we, we kind of have a reference to uh thomas does not want ella to be obsessed with golf he's like why don't you go biking why don't you know do yeah, like he the even french built her a bike yeah built yeah. her a bike because his mom is french or her mom is French, so he goes, why don't you enjoy uh, the French side of your... That's right. Because the Tour de France... Because right. he's so sick of haggis, mm-hmm. he's so sick of bagpipes. But it's a bonnie good Scottish meal. So anyway, uh, yeah, tries to get her into that, she just fucking tosses that shit in the junk pile. Yeah. They literally say, oh, there's the bike, why is it in the junk pile? And it's like, what a heartless little asshole. Uh, this family sucks. So... And what is always my favorite scene of these kind of movies is Ella goes out to the putt-putt course to just fuck around and talk to herself about Scottish shit. This is where she first sees the dinosaurs. And she's just like, oh, what are you little wee beasties? Like, dinosaurs, eh? Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie. Good, good, good. Top of the morning. La-di-da. And it's like, these are fucking dinosaurs. She even goes like, I thought you were extinct or something like like that. Oh, I thought y'all were extinct. Yeah. Oh, yeah? They're just fucking... And then she plays putt-putt with him, where we got the opening line. You can go first, you wee beastie. And I guess the dinosaurs like putt-putt. They are magical dinosaurs. They're pretty good at it. Toy teacup dinosaurs, you know. Everyone's going to have one soon. Holly weird, you know what I'm saying? It's a... I do like that. I do like that. She's like her dad clearly hates golf itself because mm. he's like, no golf. Yeah. Then she makes the comments... My dad hates beasties more than he hates golf. Like, your dad hates dinosaurs yeah. more than golf? Right, yeah. God so damn. Like, I really hate golf, but you know what? You know what I fucking hate? I fucking hate dinosaurs. You know what the greatest thing that ever happened is? That fucking meteor hit the earth and killed them all. Which dinosaurs killed again. his par. I <laughs> killed my par. Uh, so we find a, there's a bit of an Excalibur bit with the putter in the stone which i think i've actually seen a putter in a stone at a butt butt course before uh this actually is has paid off it pays off later yeah but which i was surprised by this is also a thing where this is england this is the britons arthurian legend it wasn't fucking scotland was it god i hope not i mean but it's also, all britain she didn't do that the mom did that the mom did it yes but yes, i'm but saying remember like, they're on king's road golf course and they uh, have the knights uh, right there yeah fuck you're so right they can have that one sense. okay let them have it yeah you're right but uh so fred willard he's out there he doesn't want his daughter even on the putt putt course that, that, he, he, owns. that he owns and runs <laughs> where they live next to a golf well they live on a golf course right and own and a putt-putt course. Also on the golf course. And he hates golf. Yes. Okay. Uh, 
at some point we did get a Bay City Rollers joke, which made me just think about So I Married Nax Murderer, which is a much better movie. In yeah, I have the Bay Scotland. City Rollers down here too. Yeah. Um, she put the bike by the scrap metal. Okay, so this is the first time we meet uh, Mr. Mr. Yamamoto. Yamamoto. This, I mean, first off, again, uh, uh, and, and to kind of keep our running tally, I think, are we perfect every movie we've watched have had a fucking Japanese businessman in it? Double Dragon, yes. Double Dragon, Free Jack. Okay, I guess not Felix the Cat the movie. And I don't think Freak did. Maybe not Freaked. Well, he did kind of meet... He was in Hollywood. I guess he wasn't meeting with, like... There was a corporation. You know what? Yeah, it was all specifically old white guys. It was all old white guys. You're right, yeah. Okay, so most of them have. It's been a pretty good hit rate at this point. Have we gotten in the the show yet to the Rock Godzilla song? Oh, the Godzilla rock? Yeah. The, the rockabilly tune? Yes. I, I, no, I looked it up. Not it's yet. called Rock Godzilla. Oh, it's just called Rock Godzilla? Yes. No. We're How clever. We're coming up to that. I mean, that's in a bit. But um, when we first see Mr. Yamamoto, of course, the first thing is we have to hit a fucking Asian musical cue. Like oh, a, yeah. It's like... You're going to hear some Kodos going. Yeah. It's... He never says a word up until the very end, but he's just this silent investor for uh uncle hal's and all that happens is hal and dipshit number one Mm -hmm. caddy just talk about japanese stereotypes really loud behind him yeah they just openly talk shit to mr yamamoto oh no his people are like this yeah they're they're very calm and collected they like humor let me tell him jokes yeah and they're all bad jokes and of course yamamoto just no sells it and he just probably wants to kill them all yeah because i would yep so we cut to Ella's room where she has pictures of Sean Connery, the Scotty Bay City from, Rollers, the Bay City Rollers, Scotty from Star Trek. She, I this fucking kid. Can you imagine? She sucks. She just she's the worst. She's the worst, and everything bad that happens to her, she deserves. We get a, a happy moment here where she goes and chills with uh, Michelle in the back while Michelle is kind of. Uh, you know, fucking around with some metal works. I, I guess trying to repair this putt-putt course. She's to, making her weird Trader's Village folk art. Or doing that, you know, one of the things. I don't fucking know. This is where I wrote down the note, the hippie, sometimes New Yorkish mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she has like that scene where she talks about being kind of like a deadhead. Yeah. But like following golfers around. Right. <laughs> but the, yeah, and then she just wavers thing. in and out of having a very strong New York accent. Yeah. Like, not even, like, from sentence to sentence, but from word to word in a sentence. Yeah, yeah. And as mentioned, she is from Waco, Texas, so. No, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. Even better. So there you go. Um, We did miss the one thing, is when we cut to Ella being a dipshit in her bedroom just by herself, we hear the parents arguing off screen, and apparently Michelle attacks Thomas with a blowtorch. He's like, not the blowtorch! Ah! All they're arguing about is how weird their daughter is. Yeah, it's like, our daughter sucks, right? It's like they're just loudly off to the side, like, our daughter's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, I know, she fucking sucks, but it's your fault she's that way. That's really all that it is. And then, oh no, not the blowtorch. And then, oh no, not the blowtorch. (laughs) Aye. The spousal abuse is funny. Can we just take a moment to talk about how Fred Willard is so bad and not Fred Willard in most of this movie? It's strange. Like it's, he's, it's very odd. It's he's not even trying. Which okay, look, can you blame him? Like he's obviously he's getting the paycheck, but you know, I mean, it's like this is community service to him. I feel like he he's owed showing up to do his hours. Yeah, and then yeah. he has to go. Yeah, just clock in, clock out. It's like oh yeah, golf bad, daughter weird. All right, later. So we get 
uh, Michelle and and Ella sit down to have a heart to heart, and we get what I think is like the only actual product placement in the movie, at least obvious. Oh, where they're sipping on Hanson's lemonade, strawberry lemonade, or some shit, and it's like. It is Wayne's world as like where it's like, yes, mother. And like, you know, takes the sip, <laughs> make sure the logo mm, is in the, the taste of a thing. new generation. <laughs> Nuprin, little, yellow, yellow different. different. It's and they're just having this serious thing about the heartbreak that Thomas went through when he was this pro golfer and he gave it all up because blah, 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 whatever. And then there's gulp, just yeah, label out, gulping this stuff, this fucking lemonade. And as this is going on, the wee beasties are, um, they're fucking about, and they're about to go, we have to save this family. And they're going to... They're like, these people, they're worthless. They suck. <laughs> this is a family well, of Well, they're, they're kind of all people. in at this point, right? Because T-Rex already kind of shoved the golf tee up that old man's right. ass. Yeah. So they're kind of all in. Yeah. What are they going to do? Like, they can't go back to Uncle Uncle Hal. He'll can't pull the tee out. Yeah, can't pull the tee yeah, out. Yeah, they can't go back to... Mr. Cranston, because it's going to be another week and a half for he forget he realizes dinosaurs yeah, he's, are missing. He's, that old ass jalopy of his has made it at least two more blocks down the street at this point, you know. Uh, so there's also a, a running gag about like the swinging door knocks something down. Oh, and something. just makes that super loud noise. Is that it? It yeah. just rattles. It's just the noise. Oh, okay. It's that horrible squeak. Uh, and then it hits real loud, and yep. and then Thomas is like, Ah, that door! Dang it! Basically, it's just showing that he's holes. a terrible inventor and can't fix anything. Yeah, I think they do. They make a couple of putting balls in holes. Yeah, because he's trying to put all holes. those like uh, BBs, the ball bearings, bearings and yeah. something. Yeah, it's great stuff. So she's out there at the putt putt course again with her bowl of haggis that mm-hmm. she never cleans right. or changes. Nope, it's the same haggis all the time, forever. And it's just then she opens it up for the dork patrol and their loafers. Yep. And something happens where something breaks and Ella says, good thing I've got scotch tape. She fucking would. Because like, <laughs> do you think though that when she's like, I want the most Scottish tape that you have, if it's not scotch, because that's a brand, right? Yeah. That's, that's just 3M a scotch tape. She's like, nah, I don't want that fucking Walmart brand tape. No. I need scotch. It has to have that little plaid on the front. Yeah, of it. the little the little plaid tartan. Yep. Look <laughs> on it. Yeah. All right. Um, so here we go. Yeah, this was the scene where my note was like, look, I'm not a fucking haggis expert, but I don't think that's I don't what think it looks it's a like. bowl of diarrhea. <laughs> like this I don't looks think it's horrible. Vomit soup, you know. <laughs> this is just I ate burgers too fast and threw up outside. So then, so she, we have the, the old dorks, like the old children come up. Oh, and those like 80-year-old kids? The 80, one of the 80-year-old kids comes up, and, uh, and Ella gives him a bowl of haggis. And I thought in a better movie, they would have immediately done the, like, the vomit hose joke. Ah, <laughs> 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 You know, like, like freaked. Yeah. Like, if we had that joke, brought, bring that back for this movie, extra star. Oh, no, right the nerd kid's just like, no, oh, it's not bad. He's like, actually, this is good. I love Haggis, which he's like 80, so maybe he fucking would. So Fred Willard does a pratfall into a moat. He does a little physical humor. Uh, he deserves so much fucking better than this. Um, and it, what's funny is like, Ella barely draws. She does ask her dad for help, um, ask for her dad's help with like running this little fundraiser gimmick, whatever. She's trying to save the putt-putt course or whatever. 
And she drops the accent like just for that. And it's like, well, thank God you could be serious for just a fucking moment. But that makes me hate her even more when she immediately goes back into the bullshit fucking accent switching. She's just awful. And so we get a we get a line from Willard where he sees the dinosaurs and he's like, you want me to keep the putt putt and these dinosaurs? Which is a classic dilemma. He hates Wee Beasties more more than golf. So naturally, upon discovering dinosaurs, he does what anyone else would do in this situation. Mm -hmm. Immediately puts them to work. Goddamn right. Manual fucking labor. Yep. Dinosaurs are going to live here for free? Earn that fucking rent. Hey, you swallow this paintbrush. Get wiggling. (laughs) You know how many fucking raisins they eat a day? I can't afford that many raisins that on many my raisins. no job Travis, that Fred Willard has. This, yeah, my, <laughs> on my none of anything. us work. Yeah. Uh, this is the scene with the montage where we get the rock, rock Godzilla. Rock Godzilla. Did you look up who made the song Rock Godzilla? The uh, written by Michael Bishop. We believe it was performed by a band called the the King Bees. Uh, yes, the the international hit Rock Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, have, have they ever worked on anything else? It's funny you should ask. Yeah. Because they were also part of great movies such as Beanstalk with their song, A Hey Hey. <laughs> and also Prehysteria 1 with their song, A Hey Hey. <laughs> also, I wasn't ready for it to be they the were in a movie song. called, well, they were in Beanstalk with On the Road to You. Okay. And also in Prehysteria with their hit song, On the Road to You. <laughs> But also in Beanstalk with their song Rock Godzilla. <laughs> and no Prehysteria way. 1 with their song Rock Godzilla. No fucking way, dude. They have three songs <laughs> that have been spread out across three movies. So, wait, so is this like the producer's EP from like his shitty rockabilly band? This is like me putting, if I made movies and put a news on the mark song on every one of them. This finally, someone's gonna hear it. Someone will finally hear a hey hey. A hey hey. Uh huh. I have to assume that's hyphenated. No, just, just a hey hey. A hey hey. Yep. Okay. And Rock Godzilla, and what was the other one? On the road to you. Okay. That must be their ballad. Yeah, the slow jam. That one didn't make it in this one though. Well, there is. No, a- that was just in Beanstalk and Prehysteria one. Isn't there another song in this one though? Not by them. Okay. Oh. <laughs> They didn't get a hey hey for this one. <laughs> they didn't hey. spend that a hey hey money. So we go the thanks to the work of these stupid fucking dinosaurs. All these stupid fucking children come back, go back to the stupid fucking putt putt course, which is now prehistoric themed. Yeah. So we have a Fred Willard rocking around like Fred Flintstone. Now it's like Dino Mini Golf. Yeah. yeah. Which seems like any fucking putt putt where course. they sell dino burgers it's yeah they've turned the haggis into burgers yeah Ugh. he took her loose meat in a bowl uh-huh and just cooked it yeah and we do get a shot of the brontosaur wearing a cute little chef's hat as we should Love we deserve that, that at this point oh, here we go here comes after that we get uh in the, there are the dweebs in this that go try to like low-key hit on her uh-huh also like they're trying to smash ella the the dweebs are in that one scene after they play no I think they're talking to her mom because they say you've got a nice Wilma over there and the mom is dressed like Wilma Flintstone. And Ella's dressed like, like Yeah, I remember. Pebbles. They just want to beat the shit out of this I girl. was going to yeah. say, it, it makes... No, I didn't mean these dweebs. I mean like the 80-year-old. No, the 80-year-old kid. Oh, the young kid nerds. Which yeah. would make sense because they're so much older. Uh-huh. 
they're 80 year old children and the mom is definitely into banging old dudes right because so, fred willard she's yeah, 20 years Jackson. younger than yeah. him at oh, least at, at minimum i looked it up yeah. oh okay, oh, so okay. i'm the research guy here yeah that's true yeah okay thank you joe you're welcome uh <laughs> hey hey uh, can i just you know joe you did great work on the video city theme oh, no. song that we all love and know and love at this point can we just do a hey hey <laughs> the new intro i say that having never heard the song <laughs> But I assume I guess the King Bee's a hey hey needs to listen. I'll tell you what. I will try to find a recording of a hey hey, uh-huh. and I will try to make us an outro based on a hey hey. Let's go. Hell yeah. Does uh, it have the letter A in there? Yeah, it's a hey hey. Wait, do you mean in the beginning or in the haze? I mean in the song title. Yeah, it's a hey hey. A hey hey. It's like a hey hey. Because it's not the hey haze. It's just a hey hey. Yeah, it's just a fucking Buddy Holly. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I guess it does. Ever listen to Buddy Holly isolated vocal tracks? <laughs> Fucking weird. No, but I bet it is. That's my favorite shit to do is just like listen to m- music tracks out of context, basically. It, like go home and listen to Peggy Sue with nothing else going on. Uh-huh. It's just so weird. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's just him making sounds. He was a weird sounding guy. The Texans. That's true. We are awful. We do make weird sounds. We do. Um, D- Joe, important question. Have we ever listened to on one of our weird things where it's song, but it's every other beat? Oh, yeah. Like the, it's like chop suey, but every other beat of yeah. the song. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I went back down that rabbit hole the other night. they did some meme with new metal, yeah, we listened to fair. it. That's fair. That's true. Yeah, we did. Or we just, just straight new metal songs. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then we're like, right, this is, this is ironic, right, guys? Yeah, right. Right. We don't really like Static X, right? I don't have this on my iPod now. And I'm like, yeah, you push it. Yeah. Ooh. So. Uh, <laughs> that dude was surprisingly old. Wayne Major Static? Duker? Yeah. No, no Wayne Static. No. <laughs> Stop trying to talk about this shitty movie, Travis. We're talking about important things. Static X. You know, the hip relevant band Static X. Well, Wayne's dead. Very. Yeah. But at least the now. new guy wears a mask of his face. Are you really? Yep. The new singer for Static X tours with like a Batman cowl of Wayne, of Wayne Static. Static's face. With the hair and everything. <laughs> yes. Does he sound like Wayne Static? I don't know. I haven't listened. Okay. So when they had their breakout hit, I think he was already in like his mid-30s. Okay. So he's like late to the scene. Yeah. But hadn't he been in like other bands? If he did? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. It didn't do good enough. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that's the thing. That that was his hit. They didn't push it. They weren't with Stupid. (laughs) They did not go on any sort of death trip. (laughs) Wisconsin or otherwise. Uh, So... This movie is still going. So we, we did miss the uh the one uh the one foul name that Major Duker was called. Oh when Heath Oh yeah. When Heath goes homophobic. Yep. I mean unfortunately I can't say it's the eighties, so it's mandatory for all films in the eighties to have at least one homophobic slur. Right. And and especially in a in a well, we did get an R slur right yeah. off the bat. Um I wasn't expecting a gay joke in it. Which we really should have been, because it's the mid-90s. It's true. And it wasn't as hard... It wasn't hard F or yeah. anything. You know, like, it was It was just... And I was kind of confused, because... Yeah, this one, it didn't... 
like it doesn't have that effect the hard F does. Where right. You're like you're caught off guard. This like, was just whoa. like, wait, really? It, I kind of like it popped me because I was like, the what now? <laughs> so I'll say it. Um, so the thing is, uh, brother Hugh, right? Brother Hugh, friend, brother Hugh, man. He is is catting for Lord Dukington or whatever his name is. Major Duker. And he goes, Major Duker, and he gets sick of this guy's shit. Because the whole time he's like, oh, by the way, did we miss the... We missed to talk about the fucking Grey Poupon joke right at the beginning. I'm glad we missed that. I mean, like, I was as like... As soon oh. as the window rolled down, you knew it was yep. coming. Pardon me. Ah, uh, here we go. Remember that? Grey Poupon is a fucking mid-ass mustard. Anyway, so... <laughs> now we got heat with mustard. <laughs> Major... I will fucking go in the dirt with a fucking great Poupon fan, all right? There's better fucking spicy mustards out there. So, uh, Hugh tosses down the bag of Major Ducas or whatever, and he goes, I'm not hauling around 30 pounds of iron and 90 degree temperatures for some uppity twink anymore. And I was like, whoa! What? <laughs> but to me, in the year of our Lord 2023... Twink isn't even like a bad word. That's why I feel comfortable saying it. Is because like twink just, just is a type of gay guy. Yeah, it's like it's twinks, just, bears, whatever. You know, it's a type of like usually hair, like, you know, kind of the shaved, like bit young gay guy, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this is like a fucking 60-year-old schlubby golfing British man. Like, this is the least twink looking guy I've ever seen in my life. I definitely think the director was just like, oh, I know this word. Yeah. But no. <laughs> But I did look at it, and apparently it is originally British slang for just any kind of effeminate man. So that kind of takes it back around to being an all-encompassing gay joke instead of one that I'm like, just well, it's very weird. specific to one time. Yeah, it's like it's, the little kid that learns the bad word but doesn't know what it doesn't means. Doesn't know what it means, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so, like, so you can go eat a fuck. <laughs> That's actually a very good insult. It's, what, what is a better insult? Eat a fuck or drink my blood? <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that they, uh, there's a nice little weird scene where Ella's talking to her dad, Thomas, through a window for some reason, and they share, uh, I, what I thought it was, was ginger beer, and I was like, oh, ginger beer is, like, good as hell, like a real spicy ginger beer, but it's just ginger ale, which is also good, but not the hey, same some, kind of some can get pretty spicy. Yeah? I guess no, you gotta get that I'm real. I'm thinking of ginger tea. Uh, okay. <laughs> I used to have to drink it a lot when my stomach was worse. That makes sense. And some of that stuff is spicy. Okay. Yeah, like, I I just, like... I also I like don't a real... eat anything spicy, so, like, black pepper is spicy to me. Oh, white people think mayo too spicy. Yeah, yeah basically. Okay. That's you. Like, ooh, this Sprite. Unironically. <laughs> Unironically. <laughs> okay. You... A fucking actual ginger beer would probably kill you. It would put me in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> put your dick in the dirt. Put my dick in the dirt. <laughs> so, it's... At this point in the movie, I kind of stopped and I was just like, everyone is way too nonchalant about these fucking dinosaurs. Right. Yeah, nobody cares. And they've played a shockingly small part in a movie called Prehysteria yeah, that's about dinosaurs. Not much dinosaurs and no hysteria. Yeah, there's shockingly little. Yeah, it's you more would like assume hysteria is the... Yeah. You think you'd be like, ooh, and you think that'd be it. When you'd see a dinosaur, the reaction you have is pre-hysteria because you're like, it's a fucking living goddamn dinosaur. Oh, we're to my most uncomfortable scene because <laughs> I was only half-ass watching. Yeah, so Tweedledip shit, you know, uh, goofy guy one, you know, the main henchman to Uncle Hal. Yeah, main little scabby hench dude. Uh, name Niedermeyer. 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 I knew a kid named Niemeyer. He's a cop now. Anyway, uh, he was a bully, so it, it checks. 
So he rubs just black, I guess, shoe polish on his face. Yeah, it's grease paint. <laughs> it's half black face is what this kid's doing. It's a little, a little weird. But he's trying to look like a classic cat burglar. This is, is what like it is. Early AWA sting. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's got the black cap, black, you know, all black. He just looks like a cat burglar. Like classic, classic look. He goes on to the uh, putt-putt course to sabotage it. But because he's also, I guess, old. This kid is no older than like, what, 16? Like yeah, he has in, to be like 16. He's like, oh, my lower back. He's squatting. So he's me, basically. <laughs> and he starts rubbing like Icy Hot or Tiger Balm or something. Yeah, something that's supposed to heat back. it up. Yeah, it's like, ooh, that hot sensation. He even says something about that because we don't know what it is. So perfect writing. They have to tell us and not show us. So he does this. And begins to do fucking Dark Souls yeah, somersaults. Shatner rolls. Yeah, just all around this place and crab walking. And the dinosaurs are also keeping watch. So now not only are they manual laborers, they're also the security system for this putt-putt course. And they decide to fuck this little turd up. Yeah, so is he, is he laying explosives? Is that what he's doing? Or just like gasoline bombs? Because then he goes to light a match. <clears throat> Yeah, Ella I assume kicks, he's just gonna. Ella kicks the match out of his hand, and then he's like, "This bitch again!" <laughs> so he grabs a golf club and just starts swinging yeah, it at he's her. He's going to murder a child. So, and I missed a key part of the scene. So here's what I see at this point. Uh huh. Yeah, they're doing the sword fight with the golf clubs. He knocks her down. So she is like, to 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 set the scene. He is standing over her. She is kind of like on her butt and her hands, right? Like yeah. you know, feet out in front of her. But he's like standing, he's standing in front, right of her, in front of pretty her, pretty close, pretty close. And then I take note, I look back, and it's zoomed in on his crotch, and his zipper is down. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck is about to happen <laughs> in this, this kids movie, movie about golf? Took a fucking turn. I was just like, Brent, Joe messaged me. Like, I'm what concerned. Movie did you recommend? Felix was weird <laughs> enough. <laughs> but then I rewound it, and I found. Yes. A so, dinosaur bites onto his zipper and pulls it down. Yeah, so, and which, of course, he doesn't feel this. Of course not. You know. They're magic dinosaurs. Right. And so what then happens is that as he is, but he, now, of course, at this point, he is still looming over a child. <laughs> Did you just see her eyes in that shot? <laughs> Sorry. So he's still looming over her with his zipper undone. And the, the shot that I just saw that was very funny is so she sees what the dinosaur is doing. So she's playing it cool. So she's trying to like look up at him and kind of not break it to let him know what's going on. But then she keeps looking down at the dinosaur doing what it's doing. But when we're kind of playing this at two times speed, she's kind of gritting, like giving him the up and down. <laughs> so it looked, really, it looked very like, looked real you know, I guess. So the payoff to this thing that we've spent the last this ho- five minutes. Horrible, weird scene. Yeah. Is they squirt the icy hot into his junk. Yeah. So now his dick and or balls his dick are and or balls are icy and or hot, which di- look, all right, as a guy who's had some muscle pains, I'm getting up there in years. I have absolutely kind of done it like in the like groin area like the inner thigh you can get too close and brother yeah it's like you know gets hot in texas and that stuff just kind of goes and it's that is oh it's not fucking pleasant so i feel for tweedle dipshit now then he also does he piss his pants no he pours a drink on his 
crotch to try and cool it down. That's what it was. Okay. I didn't... After he changes clothes and gets back in a white face. Because he like zips his fly and then there's just kind of liquid. So I didn't understand what this was. I guess I missed him pouring anything Well, if he it. waits a little while, Yamamoto will pee on him. And <laughs> Oh, don't don't skip ahead to the best. Well, to be fair, Yamamoto ever. doesn't pee on anybody. No, 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 no. It, but it looks like he does. So, uh, oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh no. The second time the dinosaurs get murdered. Um, who was it? This was it. Ella said, "I guess something else caught on fire when the thing gets squirted." My note says. I guess something else caught on fire, and then in all caps, I put "Hello, police." <laughs> That's what my note says. Um. So anyway, yeah. So we cut back to the putt putt course, and I guess the feds are about to come or something. Like as they should. He, Thomas is like packing everything up, and he decides to try to hide the dinosaurs. But the way he does this is by just grabbing them and shoving their whole ass. Into a fucking club bag, which, by the way, I don't know if you've handled a golf club bag, but they kind of have like hard exteriors, rigid, rigid to hold the clubs. So and you actually see in the shot, these shitty little dino fucking puppets they're using are like press. They're folding. The pterodactyl's wings are out and they've been backwards, (laughs) just getting crammed into this tiny hole of death. (laughs) Like the 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 tyrannosaurus or he just kind of like puts lengthwise down it. So it's like head and tail just kind of fucking have to crane it at a 90 degree angle. I'm like, well, that broke that fucking thing's neck. So there's just going to be a sack of dead dinosaurs that are the size of a fucking teacup chihuahua. And that's why there's no prehysteria for And actually, fucking, there we go. We solved the goddamn mystery. Um, we're taking way too long on this. So what what it basically comes down to is Uncle Hal has brought a a like a site inspector, like a building safety code guy, you know, someone from public works to to shut this place down because uh, Hal tells him there's like a rat infestation. I believe it's like critters, varmints. Yeah, well, that's because what Niedermeyer told him whenever he went to go try to murder that young girl the night before. Yes, when he tried to commit a child murder. And was uh, instead got his dick lit on fire. He was like, well, it was rats that did it because he never saw the dinosaurs. Correct. So, you know, um, basically they have to shut down the, the putt-putt course for a bit. One of the 80-year-old kids just walks up and basically like, we, we got to leave? Fuck you. He doesn't say fuck you. But he just stomps the shit out of Fred Willard's Good foot. toe stomp. Yeah, just fucking, oh, these ass, every kid in this movie if these kids were really that old, he should have given him a hot foot. Just yeah. stuck the match in the back of his shoe. Oh. Walked away. A classic fucking old school. The old hot shoe. Old hot shoe. The old the old hot keys. Uh, anyway, spicy key. What? Is that what So it now is? we finally anyway. get the payoff for the squeaky door, though. This uh, guy has his ultrasonic gun out, and he's listening to try to find where the rats are. Mm-hmm. Now, you had said when this happened, you thought they were going to do... There was a different thing they could... There was like a sound thing they could have done with I thought this, this was going to be when they finally brought back the bagpipes. For, right, because Ella, of course, because fuck her, she, she plays, plays her the annoying bagpipes. Ass bagpipes. And so that would be the ultimate like... And he's fucking immediately his head fucking he's explodes there with her like Drop Murphy's album going. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, his head would have exploded, uh, kind of like the arrow gag I was hoping for in Men in Tights. Just one quick shot of ultraviolence in this rated G movie. Just like a scanner-style head explosion. (laughs) And we just cut back to the rest of the movie. No one sells it, they just keep going. I think what it is, is I just kind of want one second of a trauma film to to be be cut. good in this. (laughs) But it's always heads exploding. Well, that, that's how your Spider-Man comics used to end. That is also us. true. Yeah, my Spider-Man. That's tr- I, you know what I think I have. You just got a thing for popping heads. Got a thing for popping heads. Just it's it's the pinnacle of comedy. You know, if you in case of emergency, pop head. You know, it worked for Freaked. Yeah, true. That's very true. And actually, uh, another thing I was telling you about Mrs. Davis. That show that I told you about. Don't worry about it. But if you in case you watch it, there's a little treat to look forward to. So comes down to you know obviously asshole uncle Hal comes down to a challenge a putt putt challenge and as we know uncle Hal is a professional fucking golfer so ella challenges him to a putt off and that's going to save the putt putt course we're not to that point because they the dinos haven't peed on him with the seltzer you're right i was just trying to get through this i know so what I'm gonna do is so I'm unfortunately sit there is silently. like more movie. Yeah, there's surprisingly like the rest of, of the movie. movie still has to happen. God, really? There's that much? Oh, this is the scene where he's when Uncle Hal's there. He says, "Well, how do you say? It? Do you say plebeian or plebeian?" I've always said plebeian, as have I. But they say plebeian, plebeian, a plebeian. Well, they're clearly fucking wrong. Yeah, I've never heard it pronounced plebeian before. Plebeian? Plebeian. Plebeian. Ple- le- ple- I could see like plebeian. No, plebeian. Plebeian. It's my favorite kind of bean. bean. The plebeian. Why would I ever press pause right now? Why would you ever press pause in this movie ever? That's a good point. Well, we have so, a lot to talk about. My next note is, so Heath just fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. Well, that's because... Um, Oh, yeah, Yamamoto didn't... and Uncle Hal are having dinner, and Yamamoto's still not talking to him, mm-hmm. just refusing to speak to this asshole. So the kids sneak in because apparently wearing a kilt makes you camouflage in every situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. She As makes you wear a kilt. So they sneak the dinosaurs into the room, uh-huh. and they're all just kind of peeping at it to see what's going on. Well, the dinosaurs decide to break away and start playing pranks. Yep. Because what do dinosaurs they are... do? They, they're pranksters. They love to do, they love to paint things. Fix machinery and play pranks. And sure enough, as dumb as Uncle Hal is, the dinosaurs sneak away and they find a seltzer, bottle of seltzer water. Mm-hmm. But like only a 1995 bottle of seltzer yeah. water. Like if you got seltzer water now, kids don't know about the trigger. They don't have the trigger, right. They don't have the trigger. Well, these kids have the trigger. The dinosaurs start hucking food at them. Uh-huh. They're just chucking sushi at the dude. Right. And he's like looking up at Yamamoto and he's like, fucking with me What's yeah and yamamoto of course does not see this going on and is stone-faced as ever and then they step on the seltzer bottle which immediately crotch sprays uncle hal mm-hmm. uncle hal scoots back from the table looks down and he looks at yamamoto he's like we playing games here boy yeah. <laughs> so uncle hal is under the impression that yamamoto hands-free just pissed on him under the table <laughs> Yamamoto's still eating and, his know, food. And you know, Hal gives him a little bow after that. Right. And then it gets sprayed again. So now he must think Yamamoto is pissing on his face. And he's like, oh, very good. Very good. Ah, yes. I'll be very humble. Very humble and to, honorable. To your Japanese ways of pissing on me while we're at dinner. <laughs> the movie 
It's <laughs> it doesn't do. It's like it's this is this one's having the opposite effect of Men in Tights for me. I enjoyed it a lot more when I watched it by myself. Uh huh. Now you're like, and it. now it just fucking sucks. Now you're <laughs> hating it. You're enjoying it less watching it with us. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm having a great time actually. Uh, I one thing is when the uh, inspector comes up when he does the thing, he's like. Huh, you seem a little nervous. You nervous about something? Which I'm like, fucking cop. Like, that's like the number one fucking cop thing. It's like, yeah, I'm nervous because I just got pulled over, asshole. Anyway, the person. So after, uh, after Yamamoto pees all over Uncle Hal, Uncle mm-hmm. Hal catches the kids in the room. And so he then starts his negotiation with them. He goes, hey, look, I need you to go tell your dad to sell me this land. Mm-hmm. And they're like, fuck no. Yeah. And then Uncle Hal goes, look, for all of your land... I'll buy you that righteous guitar, mm-hmm. and you can work for me for minimum wage. And little girl, I'll get you golf lessons. Yep. The little Ella, as much as a shitbag she is, she's not faced. She has on. You know, um, no, Heath just heel turns though. Oh, mm-hmm. immediately, immediately. Like, but like, you got to think about it from this way. So you have this your home mm-hmm. where you live, and you're like. Pfft, a guitar and eight dollars an hour. Yeah. Bring it on, baby. But, but I'm done. This is 1995. More like five dollars, yeah. yeah. four seventy or yeah. something. I guess yeah. Heath sucks. Yeah, Heath is the worst. Heath is the worst. I'll try yeah, to think of like when did I start sweet working? Guitar, I can't play. When I started working, I would have been wages, five fifteen. When I five fifteen an hour. Yeah, I was fifteen, so that would have been two thousand. Not no two thousand. No, it'd been ninety nine. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. And where was that? Uh, that was at Kroger Grocery Store. Oh. Yeah, five fifteen an hour. That was my first job. I started at Sam Goody in Memorial City Mall. Wow. I got hired for town and country, mm-hmm. but they closed the store after I got hired. Because you got hired? Because they were closing the mall. Oh. Wait, town and country? Town and country mall. It's where City Center is now. Oh, it's, it's been closed that long? Yeah, it's been closed a long time. Wow. Ooh, yeah, my Houston first job was at for everybody. Uh, Pizza Inn. Hell yeah. So the... Those don't exist anymore. Uh, they do, just not here. Minimum wage oh, was huh. four twenty five when this was made. Jesus okay, Christ, there you okay. go. My dad... Did my dad work at a pizza inn or did we just go to pizza inn a lot? <laughs> I can't remember that. It would be way before I was born. But uh, at some point when they're wearing the kilts, someone says... I think that Heath says to Ella, you look like a some kind of dork. I think he says like Mongo or something. But I have, you look like a manga dork. Because that's what it kind of sounded like to me. I'm like, did otaku wear kilts in the fucking mid Let's just go with that's what he said. Yeah, you look like a manga dork. Which, like, okay, fair. Looks over, she's wearing, like, one of those beanie with the panda ears. <laughs> she's got a cat ears on. She's like, Nyan. Oh, she smells like Pocky she and sweat. Be- she becomes a weeb just partially through the movie for no reason. Man, I miss all the weebs I used to see at my old job. Mm-hmm. I used to run the sci-fi at Half Price Books, which also had the manga section. Mm-hmm. So I'd get all like the panda hats just camping there. Yeah. It was so much fun. Just reading fucking Fruits Basket or something. My wife's favorite. It's a good one. We talked about this. Yeah. Because I recognized the wall scroll. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so one thing that I did want to note, if I was a fucking Japanese dude visiting America, maybe I just want to eat American food. And yeah. actually that does pay off. That he loves the haggis burger. Yeah, I would not want shitty American 1995 sushi. Right, at a fucking golf course in what I have to assume is like Indiana. Yeah. You know, like some landlocked-ass state. Like, this is Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah, right. This, this is, is nowhere this is interesting. The Midwest. No, you know. 
now we hate the midwesterners hate us too so that's fine that's fine yeah um let's see uh to yeah i mean they're always trying to whisper around yamamoto and they're doing the worst whispering in the world and they whisper like this yeah like oh they're a very cold people yeah. Hey, yo, Yamamoto, don't listen, all right? <laughs> Yamamoto, dude. Why don't they all talk like you? This would be such a better movie. Uh, I did say, uh, will Uncle McGregor puke in Yamamoto's lap? Uh, I'm catching up here. No, but he did think uh, his lap got pissed on, so that was fun. Ah, so in this scene, so Heath does the whole betrayal thing, but then in the next scene, he just walks out at the family house, and they're talking about doing the tournament, and he's kind of like, Okay. Yeah, she mentioned she's like, yeah, this asshole yeah. try to sell the place for a guitar. And then he's just that's kind of it. Like he doesn't really actually And you know do this anything. kid doesn't know good guitars. No. There's probably like some PV he saw in a magazine. Oh yeah. Yeah. He got fucked over at fucking Rock and Robin just like I did with my first amp. Anyway. Then the uh, dinos play charades. Uh so when Heath comes out of the of the house here in the scene when he, you know, gets called out by being a prick, he's wearing some fucking outfit and what i wrote down i said what the fuck is heath wearing and then i put fuck heath mcgregor's haircut yes there we go so that's a little that's a little one to just pop the boys a little as inside baseball right there yeah so they as this is okay now we're getting back to where i was talking about we're approaching the end of the movie this is where excuse me they're deciding to how are they gonna save the putt putt course and they go ah Uncle Howe's addicted to gambling, and that's exactly yep. how they phrase it. Exploit your trash uncle for his gambling addiction. <laughs> that's what I wrote down. Again, garbage ass little girl Ella is just like, ah, what if it was what if he was an alcoholic? And she's like, We'll just get him boozed up. We'll just fucking... give him alcohol poisoning. <laughs> we'll just kill him. We will just we'll murder cause liver, uncle Howe. liver failure. Liver failure. Liver failure. Oh no, I got the liver failure. Okay. Uh, at some point, the uh, they cut to the dinosaurs doing like weird ass charades. I think they're trying to give her the idea. Yeah, they're giving her the idea for the tournament. Yeah, and I'm like, what are their powers? What are these fucking dinosaurs? Oh, this isn't this where they do the marathon man? Yes, actually, this is a very good. Uh, the first of two really out of place movie references in this thing. Yeah, so they get. Uh, is it? They're trying to do this to to Hugh Heath. He- he- I called him Hugh earlier, too, definitely. It's Heath. It's Heath. Like the bar. Every time I said Hugh, you're wrong, and I actually said Heath. So they are trying to figure out the plan, and they're doing a fucking marathon, man. They're doing the, is it safe? Like So they have him strapped in this chair. They're all holding him down, and one of the Tweedle dipshits is like, is it safe? I don't know what you're doing, man. Is it safe? So wasn't expecting that fucking But at reference. least no teeth were harmed. That is true. No teeth were harmed in the making of they Prehysteria just- 3 kind of cut his hair yeah they just gave him a little snip and you know what fuck his haircut right and they fucked his haircut boom there we go pays Karma. off so we're back we're here it's it's the it's the ultimate it's the climax of the movie uh, that was it that was the fred willard tagline so we see fred willard come out on the day of the tournament the uh, brontosaurus is chewing on its own tail and someone mentions this is gonna be a real nail biter and fred willard without stepping a beat stares that dinosaur directly in the face goes probably should be a real tail biter am i right and i was like thank fucking god fred wheeler decided to show up for mm-hmm. the movie they shot that on the first day yeah he was, was like he was like i'm done this is all you paid me for <laughs> fuck just, off he didn't even that wasn't a line he yeah. just came in and saw that and then they handed him the script and he was like oh yeah they had left the like 
little puppet like biting its own tail. He's like, look like it's going to be a real tail biter. And they're like, okay. And actually he's like, <laughs> this is soul like, leaves oh, his body. I, I hate golf. <laughs> I hate golf. And, and I my, hate daughter. my daughter. <laughs> so at this point, she's actually pulled the Excalibur putter from the, from the rock. Yes. She pulled Excalibur, putt, which we learned was her dad's putter. Correct. That he ate shit on and ruined his golf career. And now when it comes to putters, if you look at the putters they're using, this man plays plays golf for a living. He does yeah. not play putt-putt for a living. These putters, including the ones she pulled out of the rock, were used for actual golf, not putt-putt golf. Mm-hmm. These are the cheapest putt-putt golf putters I've ever seen <laughs> in my fucking life. They have, like, the red rubberized handles. Yeah, these are and- fifty putters. Yeah, like the that neon putter handles. Like, yep, they're just... Sticky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know exactly. Yep, Mountasia Golf off I-10. Yeah. So Tweedle Dipshit is out there. He's using the tool, like a, a radio frequency thing to like make the trap open and close. So he's going to try to screw it. So Ella's going to time her putt perfectly, but you know, it won't work. What we start to find out here is here's the twist. You know, Fred Willard, his life has gone to shit. Everything he has become is a shell of his former self because of that one putt when it came down to it in that golf tournament, he and that bird whistled it. and fucked him up. That's why he doesn't like the beasties. He doesn't like the beasties because that bird. And we find out that it wasn't just, it wasn't, you know, on the up and up. It wasn't that he choked. It was fucking mean Uncle Hal. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. His fake cigarette. That so was actually a whistle. As this the competition, whole JFK scene was so good. As this competition is going, you know, Ella is starting to get, she's starting to lose, you know, and the reason is because Hal's cheating. He's having all his little dipshits cheat for him. Yep. So Fred Willard, Thomas, whatever, <laughs> McGillibuddy is in the fucking, he's back at the house watching that, obsessing over that film. Pounding Stella Artois. Pounding beer, getting shit face drunk, and I assume like, one in the afternoon. Ignoring his daughter's attempt to save the family. No, he doesn't. He's like, fuck this place. He's just ready to fuck give this it place, all away. Fuck this daughter. Mm-hmm. Fuck this life. And he finds out watching that, hold on a minute. That motherfucker, that piece of shit, my brother, he fucking ruined me. And so then he decides to come back and he's going to take over. It's on the 18th life. hole, he on shows back eight. up. He, after we've seen the montage of the 18 holes, and Yamamoto eat about 47 goddamn dino burgers. <laughs> and during the montage, it shows them actually completing the hole they are now on. Yes. <laughs> well, again, because there's that one shot they've used 10 times in this movie of the ball going through the metal tail of the yeah. dinosaur thing. There's only three, maybe, holes yeah. that we see at any given time. And that looks like the entirety of it. And they, they say at the 18th hole, I'm like, bullshit. No, they just started back at one. Yeah. Kept going looping. Yep. It's just now, a, yeah, it's five pass. loops. It's, yeah, it's a five loop fucking track that you just got to hit every time. Ella's ready to take her final shot after uh, Daddy Willard has, has now figured out the JFK conspiracy mm-hmm. back into the Yeah, left. and why he's saying back to the left is because, yeah, as he's saying this, he notices a movement. It's back into the left, and he just keeps saying back And he even says, like, left. it came from the grassy knoll. Yeah. He does say that, yes. And so when did, do we look at when did JFK come out? I think it was 91. 91? Okay. So four years timely. There we go. Oliver Stone classic. All right. So then on, as they're on the 18th, he's going to run out there to go stop it. Well, uh, Niedermeyer, Uncle Hal's little goon, is mm-hmm. back there messing with the thing. Well, what we don't know is that uh, Brother Heath has had a change of heart. 
He's dressed up like a dinosaur, mm-hmm. and he sees Niedermeyer fucking around with, with the dino tail. Yep. So then he decides, not while little sis is going, bud. Mm-hmm. So then he starts to beat up Niedermeyer to let Ella one putt in for the win. Mm-hmm. And while he's doing that, and they're having their big Godzilla fight. A kaiju battle. There's Yamamoto still just oh, housing burgers. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking, what's the, what was the, was Wibbly? He's like, I'll pay yeah. on Tuesday oh, for a burger today. Wimpy. Yeah, yeah Wimpy. Just, he's just housing burgers like he's mm-hmm. a goddamn cartoon character. Uh-huh. And sure enough, he gets his own he gets his own dino fight. And right this is the first my eyes rolled back so far. Yeah, they escaped my head. I became that which I fear the most, and did yeah. not have eyes anymore. We are the cover of dolls at yes. this point, or the lady from it's Scary Stories, Gojira. It's Gojira. The whole thing was a payoff for that. That's yep. probably the only reason his character is in this movie. Yep, because there's really nothing else. Nope. I mean, other than just, again, it's the 90s, and we got to have a Japanese fucking businessman in this shit, you know? The nameless Japanese corporation guy. So, yeah, we have, like, a little fight in a dino outfit and whatever. It's Godzilla. He's so excited. He's doing the shittiest fucking Stone Cold Stunners I've ever seen, you know? There's a takedown. There's a spear. Spear, you know? He tries to fucking hook up a... You know, Kimura doesn't, he's not able to get it. Terrible form. Yamamoto's still shoveling in these haggis burgers. He's yeah. got one hand pointing and the other hand just chowing down burgers like his life depended like on he it. He yeah. is going to have the worst diarrhea. There was no psychology in that match, by the way. Uh, anyway. It's all spots. Yep. Spot fest, all it was. Um, the, so this basically the second that Ella takes the putt, it's like heartwarming track.mp3 starts playing and i'm like oh way to spoil it because it doesn't show it go in it's like the minute she takes the putt we already get the heartwarming payoff music not the building anticipation yeah. for the climactic there's no sync. suspense to it going no. in it's just automatically like well come on guys let's wrap it the fuck up we know how this goes we know she's winning yeah like we gotta we gotta get home what do you think it's gonna be like fucking you know how wins and it's like oh fuck i guess we're homeless now and I like how quickly after she sinks that putt, do they wrap this movie the fuck it's up? It's like two minutes. Yeah. All of a sudden, Cranston shows up <laughs> out of nowhere. He's up. like, hey, you seen my dinosaurs? Yeah, <laughs> I guess he's been wandering around the entire fucking town being like, hello, I'm an elderly man. Have you seen dinosaurs? So he keeps getting put in a retirement home and breaking out. And then it's just a cycle that repeats. They love raisins. You got dinosaur eat raisin eat dinosaurs <laughs> here. Like, yes, we do, sir. Right this way. Right this way. <laughs> do they happen to help out a lot? Do they cook haggis burgers and paint with their tails? Have they ever painted a miniature railroad track? <laughs> so uh, one thing is that I do like how uh, Heath now has like shitty emo hair. The worst wig ever. Yeah. Like, I guess because they had to sell the haircut deal. Whatever. Uh, and we do get the very best line read in the whole fucking thing, which is the, Mr. So Cranston. Cranston drives off. With the dinosaurs, and no one tells Ella. Yeah, because they don't like, oh, yeah, we gave care about their daughter. Yeah. Like, Thanks for saving us, dummy. I gave your pets away. Yeah. So That's then it. they're like, Ella, take the bike. So she yep. finally, you know, quits shitting on her dad, mm-hmm. grabs the bike, takes off after Cranston, catches up to him, gives this heartwarming speech, heartfelt speech to the dinosaurs, there's this big goodbye to Mr. Yeah, like, Cranston. You've helped me so much. Blah, blah, blah. Cranston stares at her in the eyes and goes, okay. And then just fucking leaves. <laughs> just fucking hits the gas. <laughs> Best part of the whole movie. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> I feel that. So 
Then the very last shot is they kind of cut back to the family uh, talking to Mr. Yamamoto. And Mr. Yamamoto is such a fan of this of the dino golf course that he wants to make it the centerpiece of an attraction that his nameless corporate, I guess the Yamamoto Corporation is going to fucking build. And he goes, on one condition, you have to serve these dino burgers 24 hours a day. And he takes a big comic bite, freeze frame, and the music cue is, you're, we're in the army now. It's like, just the little, roll fucking credits. What? They have Who's- to let you know that it's American. Even though Yamamoto is <laughs> uh, taking it over. Oh, because it's like, what's more American than a burger? And a military? And the army. <laughs> okay. Great. And you know what? That's fucking That's prehistoria, prehistoria three. 3. That's it. It's your basic run-of-the-mill kid saves the farm story with dinosaurs that appear for probably about a quarter of the total runtime, if that. It's a made-for-TV or made-for-tape yep. movie that takes place on maybe three sets. Yep. It's bad the whole time. Uh-huh. Has the best ending ever. Yeah. <laughs> and and a and a real banger of a song. Yeah. Not a hey hey. Not a hey hey. But Godzilla Rock. Godzilla Rock. Or Rock Godzilla. Rock From Godzilla. the King Bees. Right? Yep. Not your the ears. Kings. Yeah. So uh I guess I'll start. Yeah. Brent, how do you feel about what you did? <laughs> <laughs> uh I feel a deep shame. I you know, watching it, I was kind of like, ah, it could be a lot worse. Like, it's bad, but it's like that kind of inoffensive badness that a lot of these movies are, where it's just kind of like, all right, yeah, it's short enough. I'll never think about it again. Um, again, I have very little memory, so to say, does it hold up to it? Uh, the the box art does, because that's what I mostly remember <laughs> about it. It holds up. It looks exactly like it I remember. It has a girl with a hat. It has, it has dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And prehysteria three, you know, with knuckles. Uh, so anyway, you know, at the end of the day, I popped a couple times in it. It's mostly pretty bad. I'm, but one star, I would not recommend it. I'm going to go with a firm two stars on this Two. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed watching it. I've never seen it. It was fun enough. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. Yeah. I didn't hate watching it. Mm -hmm. The ending popped me real good. Yeah. Cranston (laughs) rules. This old dude that just loses dinosaurs for a living. <laughs> loses dinosaurs and raisins all over the place. Yeah, home dude just hires dudes to shovel raisins and dinosaurs. Yeah. Loses them. Yep. Just dropping them all over the country and like a shows fucked up, up Johnny Appleseed. Like, oh, hey. My dinos. <laughs> oh, hey. Well, bye. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, nobody questions this man or his, his ownership of these dinosaurs. <laughs> like, he could have been the guy who just like, oh, shit, they got dinos over there? Hey, has anyone seen my dinosaurs? Yeah. It's like, what was the name of the doctor in Jurassic Park? I don't remember the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park being so helpful. No, they were very <laughs> much not helpful. They're kind of the ap- opposite of this. They must have been out of raisins. Or so the old, that's it, you know? That's what it was. They were trying to make them eat other dinosaurs and like other animals. They just needed fucking raisins. There you right, go. And Travis, what is your score? Uh, I'm going to give this a 1.5. I would give it a 1 just because uh, there was no Fred Willard in it. Mm-hmm. He got one line in, yeah. one good Willard line. Uh, but what really took it over the top for me at the end was Yamamoto house and those burgers. Yeah. Just going to town. Mm-hmm. Like he was homeless. Just he's, he's doing a speed run on a coronary, you know? Like he'd put Joey Chestnut to shame if it came to a burger <laughs> eating contest. 
<laughs> this old Japanese man was just going to town. Yeah, he's he, he's been eating this shitty sushi the whole time. He's finally like, yes. I came to America for a burger. Right. Do you want a Scottish burger? No, well, that's what you're getting. That's what you're getting. But maybe, you know, they only call it a dino burger. He doesn't know. It's true. You know, he's really getting two types of cuisine in one. So there you go. All yeah. right. That's well, one way to look at it. So would you recommend it to anybody? Oh, no. Not anybody I liked. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Well, I apologize. I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to do a growth. I'm going to reflect, you know, and we'll come back to you know, it. Think about what brought you to this point and then mm. just try to go the other direction. Yeah. Let's turn true. that corner. Yeah, I'll try. All right. Well, next up, though, finally, and this is for us. We've been doing it all day. For you, it's been just a couple weeks, but it is a real treat next time. I'm really excited about it. Uh, what's a good hint? Joe, I'm going to leave this to you. I've been trying to think of one, and I can't. Okay. It's just going to be... Um, it's a doorway to a better time. A doorway to a better time. I like that. All yeah. right. This is Video City. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time. Next time on Video City. I'm a Gak Man. My dad was a Gak Man. I'm a Gak Man. (laughs) No, I don't want Floam. I'm a Dapper Dan Man.